deep in the woods there seems to be an eclectic sword of monsters, weird people, and unexplainable happenings. Welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's from the deep woods or something different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Hello Swamp Dweller, my name is Daniel. I've been deciding whether or not I should share my story with you or not, but I think it's time to do it. I believe I encountered multiple skinwalkers. One day about two months ago, my friends and I were talking about cryptids and trying to hunt one down to get it on camera. So one of my friend's brothers, who I will call Chris, decided to plan a trip into the woods. So I told him we could go hunting for whatever was there. We would have to go in the dark, with only flashlights and a GoPro. It would probably be our best bet. So fast forward two days, I get to his house and we smoke a little Mary J before heading out into the journey. So we get to the field right down the road and it just so happens to be where I feel very creeped out when I'm alone at night riding home on my bike. So we get out there with flashlights and get to the middle of the field by the wood line. I told him that if we are going to get anything on camera, the best bet would be to go into the woods. So we walk further down and go into the brush of thorns and trees. We pick a spot to sit and wait for something to happen. After about 10 minutes passed, we started hearing a noise that sounded like a deer running by the tree line. Then two more minutes go by and we hear what sounded like a very big bird flapping its wings above the trees. What the hell was that? I asked Chris. But before he could even say anything, it sounded like a crowd of 20 deer running by the tree line. So Chris looked back at me, and I said, screw that, bro, we gotta get out of here. So we get up after the noises stopped and walked a couple of feet, but my heart dropped because I heard what sounded like a giant tree breaking not even 15 feet from where we stood. So I said, we have to go now, and darted through the brush and out of the woods through the field. And this is when I would have my first glimpse at what looked like four glowing orange eyes in the trees. And so at that point, we started walking, trying to calm down because my friend told me that we should act like we didn't see anything. But then I got the bright idea to look back from where we came. I saw what I can only describe as an old lady in a white dress standing in the spot where we saw those eyes in the deer before. I told Chris, I said, hey man, do you see that? And to my surprise, he said yes and then he just said to keep walking. So I looked back again and this time, whatever this thing was, it was running full speed at us now. So then we ran like hell to the house, shut the door and hoped that this thing wouldn't come inside. We locked every door, every window and made sure nothing was able to see inside. We didn't come out for the rest of the night. We tried to avoid going in the woods at night ever again after this as well. I'm not entirely sure how to really describe this experience other than that it was absolutely terrifying. I just hope that I was able to do it justice in this retelling.
I like to look for new out-of-the-way fishing holes. If I'm on a trip and have gear, I'll pull up a map, look at different connecting waterways, and try to find back roads that may lead to spots that few people know about. On one trip about 10 years ago, I'm in western Pennsylvania, and I'm looking for a road to connect me to this small, out-of-the-way stream I found on the map. I'm in the country, and it's not too lonely, but the houses are getting farther and farther apart, and the woods are becoming more and more prominent. I surmise that I am close to where this stream is supposed to be, so I turn down a dirt road that leads down toward a tree line in the direction I believe the stream to be. The route starts in okay shape, but as soon as I pass into the tree line, things begin to get... weird. It's only mid-afternoon, but the canopy of trees is so thick that it suddenly feels like it's dusk outside. Then, the road very quickly deteriorates, starts to close in, and then starts to vanish altogether. There are banks on either side of me, so I figure I'm on some old logging road that rarely, if ever, gets vehicles on it anymore. The quote-unquote road is getting worse and worse as I go on. Large rocks start appearing at random spots in the road, first sporadically, and then more frequently. It's very unnatural looking. It's like they were placed on purpose. My car is four-wheel drive and I'm getting a little worried because the rocks are getting more prominent and combining this with how tight the road is and driving around them becoming sketchy, I'm driving very slowly. Not to pop a tire or to make a wrong move and get stuck on the bank or something. The road suddenly takes a very sharp left hand and downward turn. I creep along with this turn but stop as I see the road continuing with this weird downward trajectory. At this moment, my gut starts telling me to turn around, but at this point, I realize I can't. The road is not wide enough to do a three-point turn. I could change it, but I didn't want to get my front end caught on something pushing over the bank or my back end going off the back either. I say, keep pushing forward, and you are bound to get just enough room to turn around shortly. As I drive this weird downward road with sharp curves and oddly placed rocks, I start to see items off to the side of the road. At first it was just garbage, bottles, boxes, wrappers, etc. Devastating enough to see in the woods. Then I start seeing toys. Kids toys. Lots of them, like an uncomfortable amount. Then I start seeing clothing. Some of them look old and weathered like they've been there for years, and some look new. The number of clothing I would see increased as I continued on. Then I start seeing mattresses. Not one random bed, but lots of mattresses. All over the place. There are dirty, dark stains on them. My gut is now screaming at me to get out, but I still don't have the room to turn around. While sitting there and trying to figure out my next move, I get that distinct feeling like I'm being watched. The moment that feeling hits me, I audibly yell at myself, Nope! And I slam the car in reverse and drive in reverse, dodging all the random rocks and back up out of the sharp turns until the path levels out again. I go full F this mode and risk making a three-point turn. My back end goes slightly off the bank and I slam back into the drive and pound the gas to throw myself back onto the road and out of whatever dark woods BS I had discovered. I have no clue what happened that day. Best case scenario, it was probably some deep woods meth den. I know that no matter what I'm doing, the moment my gut starts telling me to get out, 
I absolutely get out. Let me start by saying that this is a true story that happened to me when I was 13 years old, and I am 27 now. Whether you believe it or not is up to you. My dad used to be part of a small hunting club in Alabama, just a handful of guys he grew up with. Once a year, we would drive to a small town of Elba to camp for a few days and go hunting. The club owned a few different areas of land around the city, and club members could go tracking there. One of these pieces of land was nicknamed the cemetery because it had an old cemetery on it. There was nothing really creepy about the cemetery. It was just old. It was in the woods and the graves were of an enslaver and his slaves. Now, in this area of land nicknamed the cemetery, there are five or six green fields, a cleared out piece with no trees, grass, and a buck hut to hunt in. A buck hut is a treehouse you sit in and wait for deer to walk out onto a green field. This evening, we were going to hunt on Greenfield 1. The plot is directly behind the old cemetery. The evening started normal enough, and my dad parked the truck and we walked down the trail to the buck hut. We climbed up and started to wait and watch the woods. A bit of time passed, and my dad told me that he would go for a short walk to see if maybe there's any deer on the trail. Keep in mind I'm about 13 years old. This isn't too much of a big deal, I've hunted by myself before, and at this point I'm not afraid of being alone in the woods. Besides, it was still light out, so I could see everything rather well. So I said okay, and he climbed down. It was just me, my 32 caliber Marlin rifle, the grass field in front of me, and the dense woods around me. This is where things start to get strange. I sat there for a while, for what felt like an eternity and it was now almost twilight. My concern for my dad was growing because he was still not back. I was worried that something might have happened to him or he got lost. However, he is an experienced hunter, an expert if you will. If he were lost, he would yell or fire off a shot, but the woods had been dead silent the entire time. I figured he found a good spot that he wanted to hunt in the twilight or dusk hour of the day because that's prime time for hunting so I focused on the grass field in front of me, just watching, listening, and waiting for a deer to walk out of the field as the light of the day began to fade. Just then, across the field I saw and heard some brush moving and breaking. The thought did cross my mind that it could be my dad and I highly doubted it though. There was no way it could be him. This thing sounded incredibly heavy and that would be incredibly dangerous and stupid. I raised my rifle and pulled back the hammer. I aimed it at the moving brush and patiently waited for what I hoped was a deer to walk out. Then a girl floated out of the woods onto the grassy field. She was transparent white with a long flowing dress and long white hair. She sailed from one side of the field to the other and disappeared back into the woods. I watched her for a solid minute or two. I could not believe my eyes and I was petrified. Now, I wanted my dad back instantly. A short time had gone by and it was now pitch black out here and I was still all alone. My concern for my dad turned into a panic, but I was too afraid to yell or look for him in the pitch black woods where I had just seen a ghost. I sat there for hours, terrified all alone in the darkness. Thankfully, he finally returned. 
He acted as if he hadn't been gone for long at all. I asked him where the heck he went, and he said that he just went for a short walk up the trail, turned around, and came back. The timeline made no sense because he was gone for easily two hours. It was unlike him to leave me alone for that long. He was adamant that he was only gone for 15 to 30 minutes. We walked down the trail back to his truck and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. The whole experience still confuses me to this day. Was the ghost I saw an old slave or enslaver buried in the woods behind me? Or something else entirely? Did my dad go through some sort of time warp? Maybe time sped up for him or slowed down for me? I don't know. I never went hunting there again and I don't plan on returning to those woods at all. So my story starts when I was 15 years old in 2012. This happened with me and three of my very best friends, who I shall call Luke, who is 17, Louis, who is 16, and Gary, who is also 15. We decided to go camping, and since our dads all worked in the military, we had access to some woods that weren't very far from our homes, maybe only three miles at most. Of course, we weren't trained on anything, but since I had spent some time in the middle of the Amazon forest, I was confident that I would be able to handle a night out here in the Brazilian woods. Since it was July, which is winter here in Brazil, it was cold, like 5 degrees Celsius, and things were going pretty much as you would expect from a camp in the woods. We were pretty much sat there and chatting until about 1am. Then we decided to take shift in duos to watch out for tents for any animals or anything nearby. We were afraid of jaguars, but probably the most that could get near us would be some common capybaras in the region. At around 4am, Gary, my duo, was outside the tent calling for me to stay up with him, but as it was so cold I wanted to stay inside saying that no animal would go near us with the noise we were making. After about five minutes of the back and forth between us, we could no longer hear any forest noises, like crickets, owls, and twigs breaking from animals passing by. A feeling of uneasiness started to grow between us. Now, I know this whole thing of no forest noise and yada 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 sounds a little cliche, but I swear this is real. When something weird is about to happen, it commonly falls silence in the woods, I can't explain it. With this feeling, we stopped arguing and started to pay attention to what was happening around us. We did not want to wake Luke and Lewis because we thought we were being silly at first and nothing would happen. But then, we hear a scream from the middle of the woods. It sounded like a woman screaming, but at the same time it didn't. The cry sounded human, but something was definitely off. It had some animalistic tone behind it. It's hard to explain... I searched all over the internet and couldn't find a creature that even remotely sounded like it, as I firmly believed it was not a human screaming. Besides, what would a woman be doing in the middle of the woods, possibly alone at night? 
With the sound, Luke and Lewis woke up, a little disoriented, while Gary and I jumped out of the tent and grabbed some sticks. That was the only thing we could find that could serve as a weapon at the time. We did not sleep for the rest of that night, as we not so patiently waited for the morning to come so we could pack up and get the heck out of there. Only about five minutes after this event, the forest resumed its regular noises, and we all calmed down a bit. When the sun rose, we packed our things as fast as we could and got out of there. When we were outside of the forest, we told the military that was guarding the woods what we heard, but I'm sure they believed it was some random teenagers messing with us. I'm still friends with those guys that camped with me, and as I said, every time I see them, I ask them if they remember the fact, and they all say they remember it, and I still can't imagine what was screaming that night. I still really believe we were in danger. In August of 2019, I loaded a bunch of camping gear onto my bicycle and spent the next seven months riding 5,300 miles around the United States. I most often preferred to wild camp, so rather than staying in proper campgrounds, I would find a place to disappear into the woods for the night. Sometime in late December, I was wild camping somewhere in rural Montana. I was a quite a way into the woods far from the nearest town. I went off into the woods and set up camp. After using the last few minutes of sunlight to eat dinner, brush my teeth, and write in my journal, I laid down to get some rest. Over the past month or so of sleeping in the woods, I had grown very accustomed to the nighttime sounds of the forest. The chirping of crickets, the croaking of toads can be very loud. There was always at least a slight breeze rustling through the trees. It was always a highlight of my night, though not exceptionally uncommon, to hear the distant yips and howls of coyotes, and one night I was very excited to hear two owls, one on either side of my tent, hooting back and forth. So that one night in Montana, it was alarming to be surrounded by a completely silent forest, with no noise coming from it at all. There was not a single sound to be heard. Even the air was dead still, with no breeze to rustle the dry leaves of autumn still clinging to the trees. It was honestly terrifying. On that night, there would occasionally be the snapping of a twig or some other such sound that would usually be lost in the other commotion. But that night, there was no background noise to mask the few sounds that popped up, so all of those little twig-snapping-type sounds seemed a hundred times louder. On that trip, I slept in boisterous places, like the night I pitched my tent right next to some train tracks that ended up being much more active than I thought. I shared a hostel room with a guy who snored and a bunkmate who talked in his sleep on the same night. But that night of absolute silence in the woods of Montana was the worst night of that trip that I spent 180 days on. It was the loudest silence I have ever heard, which terrified me. There was always a distinct feeling of being watched that entire night. Every time I closed my eyes, I just felt like I was going to be rushed by something. I can't tell you exactly what caused that feeling that night. Maybe there was a predator around. Maybe there was something more nefarious. But all I can say is be careful in the woods, because there's stuff that might just be out of the possibility of our understanding, lurking just behind the next tree.
I do wildlife photography, so I go hiking every Sunday and have been for about a year now. With the frequency I go hiking, it might be surprising that I've only had two experiences that freaked me out. Or maybe not. I'm not really sure what to make of them. Both of my experiences take place in the western part of Wisconsin. My first experience was at a semi-defunct state campground in the middle of the summer. I say semi-defunct because there was a somewhat newer gravel parking lot by the gravel road and a gated off-road that apparently led deeper into the woods that went to some sort of RV or campsite. It's about a mile from the gravel parking lot to the paved lot, and this walk goes fine. The road continues past the paved lot for about a mile, then splits into almost non-existent trails. After I got past the paved lot, things started to get truly strange. I began to get a feeling that was hard to describe. It just felt wrong. With every step I took, I thought that I really shouldn't be here. You really shouldn't take another step. You should turn around. This feeling kept growing and growing in intensity until I got to the end of the road, and I couldn't take it anymore. I turned and went back because I felt this strong intensity, this feeling that if I went on the trail, something terrible would happen. The walk back to the gravel lot was fine, and by the time I got to it, the feeling was gone entirely and I looked for agates on the gravel road. I will say I think the second one was probably just a deer, but I'll let you decide. This hike was in the early fall. I went off trail down a gully and followed a small creek. It was a good hike until I rounded a bend and saw a cave. My initial thought was to go check it out, but the nagging feeling was like, no, there is something bad in there. I was admittedly thinking more along the lines of a homeless person. As soon as I turned away, I had that same feeling of being watched that many people describe in these stories, and I just had to get out of there. So I backtracked my steps about two miles into the hike when the feeling suddenly got much more intense. My eyes were darting all over the place. I was almost walking sideways on the trail. Then suddenly there was a massive crash behind me to my right. I didn't see anything before or after the collision. But as I started running in fear, I tripped, looked up behind me, and saw what I could only describe as the silhouette of a deer. But what makes this more intense and terrifying is that this silhouette was standing on two legs. I don't even know how to explain it. This feeling intensified until I got to my car, though. The feeling of being watched, the feeling of being followed, the feeling of absolute danger. It got better as I collected myself in the car and drove away. I don't know how to explain these events. It could simply be an overactive fight or flight response, but they stick out so much from all the other experiences that I've had that I just wanted to share them with the show. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true Deep Woods Horror Stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories in this episode, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps a ton. 
If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating over there as it helps me out a ton. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to not miss a new episode as, as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you'd like to support the Swamp outside of all that, maybe check out the merch store. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and more cool stuff. I'm also over on Twitch. If you're a fan of horror games, horror movies, and other cool stuff like that, come join me over there. You can find a link to do so in the description. I stream multiple times a week for four to six hours at a time usually. I'd love to see you guys over there. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.